0: Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to this week's episode of Hollow Weekly. Nick, enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Did the
1: doctor visit? Oh, Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep.
0: Dr. Sleep came to visit. Ooh, buddy, we, we we messed up. We did, we did our best of the decade. And <laughs> before we saw this before, and Parasite. Well, it,
1: in our defense, we mentioned that there were a couple of movies they were going to sneak in did. there. And these both, both would have like, really, <laughs> <really laughs> snuck into it. Both of them were like, really, really snuck into it. But
0: <laughs> for the topic of this episode, Doctor Sleep.
1: Prepare for spoilers. Lots of spoilers. Um, and also prepare for... Is this a horror movie? Like, a horror it no is. no, I know it's yeah, a horror, horror movie, but it's movie. it's it's dark fantasy too and I really love it was refreshing. Yeah. How it was not what I expected. Even the changes he made to the book were not what I expected and I liked almost all of them. Didn't really like where it got to the end. Are we doing spoilers? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> yeah, I love them too. So this is the uh, this is a really what what are the immediate takeaways from this movie? So Dude, my, this is the my best my first immediate takeaway is that we now have a great new horror villain. I mean, technically don't have a great new horror villain because but but we at least have the the we have a, the appearance of a villain that I feel like can stand with like any of the most interesting ones of the last few years.
0: Right. Um we also got uh this year's best X-Men movie. <laughs> yes we did we did you know what we i'm saying did. uh that that was the first one came to mind i was like this is a good well everyone was saying you know it's a great follow-up to the shining yes i and which is true i think it is i agree with that 100 but i also think i think this is a better companion piece to Firestarter.
1: yeah because of the pushing yeah and like the different powers and yeah for sure i it was really interesting that because i thought here's the thing um well, let's just get this out of the way right now because this movie is. I mean, it's. i, I We were talking about this, uh, trying to do the math on it. it. This might be the widest gap between original and sequel in horror history, or at least in the important. Halloween would run it. Important versions, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, it's been. Yeah, but I, you're. I mean, at, for, I'm sorry. I mean, moving from books to film, right? Mm-hmm. Because. I can't think of another author who's written a sequel to a book like 30 plus years later. Yeah. That got turned into such a noticeable work. Right. So this is, this is a really adult themed. It's, it's grappling with a lot of like alcoholism and damaged emotional drama and stuff like that. So it it's not heavy on the scares. It's not nearly as scary as the shining, obviously. Right. Yeah. Um, but i felt like there are some really disturbing moments and there were yeah. enough of the really disturbing moments to make up for the fact that it's not a particularly scary movie especially if you started to think of the implications of some of the things mm-hmm. but like the when the true not takes down the baseball kid. That was terrifying. Right. That was a really terrifying sequence. Yeah. Right? I thought it was scary when I, I, Abra flipped the script on Rose the Hat, and that whole sequence was pretty... That was really fun. Unnerving, right? Ungloving. Um, the ungloving was pretty bad. And then that's... Yeah, and then I thought... Honestly, I wrong. thought there was the... Yeah, the, I thought that one of the, the scariest moments to me, which I didn't expect, was... I actually so when one of the true not per- people finally gives up the ghost and and disintegrates, that was, lurch. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty unnerving,
0: dude. That was scary because like he 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 like kept flashing and like a skull would like yep like just kind of show up over his face like that was it was like and it was it was so dark your eyes are kind of like wait did I really is he is he turning into like a yep. skeleton like what's going on here yep. yeah that
1: was great and then my last one is I thought Snakebite Andy was a dark horse for one of the scarier characters in horror this year because she, so she was the one that was killing men who were trying to date her. That's not the right phrasing, but um, (laughs) she, she was, she was basically um, it was, it was like uh, almost crusading in a dark way against a certain kind of man, which, which, was yeah, which made sense, but she was like fifteen or yeah, something yeah. But then like she that. became. They turned her in, so she, they're not human anymore once they do that ceremony, right? Yeah. And then she has that pushing ability. So spoiler, big spoiler. But when she, when they, when they, when they ambush the True Knot and take most of the True Knot out, you remember she takes out, Ewan McGregor's friend, yeah, with a push. And I thought that was one of the scariest moments in the movie. Because it was when she just turned and she was like, kill yourself. I was like, oh. She was on her way out. She had like yeah. gasp it out. Yeah, exactly. And it was the fact that it was it was so spiteful, she acted it so well. You know, that was She was great. I thought that was and she was just a scary character. Once she became not human, I thought she was just a very well done scary character in her own right. Right. Mm-hmm. So Um What else jumps out to you from this?
0: Everyone's talking about the astral projection scene, and yeah, let's two, talk about that. There's two sides. I, I know there are. There's wrong. the side who there are people who are wrong. Hey, people who are wrong and people who love it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's like I could see, like I understand why people don't like it. It's super jarring. It's weird. Like I get that, but like. I thought it was super. I, I thought stylistically it was like, how else are you gonna show astral projection? <laughs> like, I thought, like I thought that was pretty fucking perfect. Like right. Like that's how that's how it would probably look. Like if so, it was like if I could see someone do an astral projection and I looked out the window, it would look like some
1: shitty Peter Pan flying out the window. Well, I let me it. let me make a let me make a slightly different argument. So. One of the reasons that I think Rose the Hat is the breakout character from this movie, if it's not Abra, who also we should talk about because she was incredible. She Dude, was, she was great. But um, and 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 all of the sub characters, all of them. It, this is an impeccably cast movie. The person who takes over Shelley Duvall's character was, part was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the guy who played Crow Daddy was incredible. Rose the Hat's yeah, you know, sidekick basically. Um, he was belt. he was incredible, and then the guy who took over for Scatman, dude, w- deserves like a Hall of Fame thing because that was just that that seems like a part that's just suicide to take, and it was he was in, amazing. He, he
0: at mads it. Nicholson Hannibal. That's
1: exactly <laughs> Scatman. That's exactly <laughs> what he did, <laughs> which is incredible. E- even down to the bit the bit characters, like the guy who interviews him in the in the oh, thing yeah. that looks like the shining office. All of them are great. But anyway, I, I digress because the point is the rose the hat argument I'm gonna make for the astral projection thing is I think one thing that that horror has been missing for a while is one of the things that was really standout about like a Hannibal Lecter mm-hmm. was how elegant he was. Right. Just the way right. he moved and the way he thought and the way he problem solved killing everyone in his path. And like Good. there was an Solve. elegance to what he was doing. And, and what's happened in horror as of late is we get a lot of savagery like Train to Busan style. Right. Mm-hmm. Or we get a lot of elegance, but it's 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 got no teeth in it. There's not it's either in a movie that's not that great or it's only sustained for a few moments. It's not a really fleshed out character, right? Right. Rose the hat is elegant. It's even down to her nickname because that little magician way we meet her is pretty incredible, right? Mm-hmm. And I just found even the way like they live in this crappy or they camp in these crappy areas with their crappy RVs or whatever. But when she ascends to meditate at the top, she just, you can tell she's just a different level of being. Right. Than the people around her, right? So like, that whole sequence of the astral projection I felt like was really elegantly done. Like you can feel I like agree. it looks corny or like whatever, but it was shot sort of like the way a David Lynch would shoot it, just less weird, mm-hmm. right? The visuals were really elegant, and that goes along with that character. I feel like it just matches her, and yeah. then and the whole we we all are a library of memories. Like was brilliant. No, no, it was I... like the Stephen King version of the Matrix. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember, I was just watching that scene going. A lot of people were not gonna <laughs> not going like this, game, but right now I'm loving it.
1: Yeah, I thought that was fantastic. Rose uh, the
0: Hat, just in general. Yes, it was like because uh, like I went online because like I always like to check out like movies subreddit. Yeah, just for conversation afterwards because sure. it's like people have some like other hot takes that are sometimes interesting, and like everyone was just like Rose the Hat. Yep.
1: She was well. Rebecca Ferguson is an amazing actress, first of all, so we know that she was incredible in Mission Impossible. Like, um, she's been which one? She, she was in one? the last two we saw. Yeah, she's the one that, that is sort of Tom Cruise's love interest slash ne- nemesis, right? Wow, so, I didn't know that, and I so, like the last Mission Impossible. Yeah, so she's an incredible actress in, in her own right. I, you know, clearly one of the best actresses to be in a horror movie this year, but. Also, I think it's just the fact that it's such an interesting take on on where the Shining story wins. Yep. Right? To bring her in. Where we had all these hotel ghosts in the first one that were sort of manifestations of people's own personal demons or whatever. And this felt like such a more universal threat. hmm Right? How did you think about what they handled... The whole process of collecting steam, consuming the Monsters Inc. part of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I loved it. (laughs) As soon as they did, you like it visually, conceptually? Did you just like everything about it? Everything about it.
0: Like, I loved this movie a lot. Like, it was like growing up with movies like Monsters Inc. with like the scream canisters. Mm -hmm. Like, when they opened it up and like the girl from earlier, you heard her scream. I was like, (laughs) it's hard for me not to imagine like Michael Zowski and. <laughs> you know Billy Crystal, and right, right and shit like that. But it looked cool, like yeah. the like the like the effect of it coming out, the way they uh, they would like try to breathe in yep. the soul, yep. like 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 junkies. There's like like they like getting that shit. Yep. I loved I loved that. Uh, even the, uh, like their how their powers would diminish. It, like it was like that vampire. Mm-hmm sort of uh, mm-hmm. thing where, like, I need some Psychic blood. Psychic vampire
1: kind of. Yeah. It, it's it's interesting because it, go, it goes along with what I was saying about even the canisters and the design and all that was elegant, right? Like, those looked like something that you would put on a shelf in a, in a really upscale place or in a museum or whatever. Right. Just the way that they had them. And I thought, so one of the things I appreciate about this movie is that it does what other movies did, but a little off-kilter, so it's not exactly the same and then the way it executes it was visually so good, right? Which reminds me of Flanagan's, like Oculus is a killer mirror movie that should not work,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> right. right? But he visually pulls it off. And then Haunting of Hill House, you shouldn't be able to live up to that horse that source material, but like he made it look so terrifying um, that he just really knows how to manipulate the eye and make things look really good or whatever. And that's what I felt like was happening with the whole. So the 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 for example if you think about most movies screw up the seance scene or the raising of the demon scene, right. think about all the movies you've seen where you're waiting for something really impressive to happen. And then it's like last exorcism 2 And it's just a bunch of jackups in the woods, like looking like idiots, like, or whatever, or it's the corny, you know, hammer style, like everyone, Manos hands of fading it out there. Like mm-hmm. this, This when they brought um, um, Snakebite Andy around with that ceremony, that ceremony was legitimately um, scary and visually cool looking.
0: What I what I liked about it was. uh, I think she asks her something like, does it hurt? And then when she wakes up the next day, she's like, "You said it wasn't gonna hurt. <laughs> like it obviously was super painful." Oh <laughs> yeah, for sure. Which tells you everything you need to know about them.
1: <laughs> Tell you everything you need to know about them. Yeah, but no, you're right. Because
0: any other movie would have made it like super cheesy. Like yeah, the way that the way that he handled a lot of things that could be really stupid and cheeseball. He like changed the it.
1: Overlook coming back to life.
0: Like the Overlook. Well, even like if you watch like another movie where like they have some kind of like made-up drug it's usually like something really weird and really dumb but the way he did the souls was like it was like okay, well, yeah, yeah, of course you put him in a canister. Yeah, <laughs>
1: like, yeah. and it was the, the way that he was lighting their eyes as their powers amplified. The all, white, that was the just white glow, really done well, you know. The white glow, and it could have been so bad in the wrong hands. And, he just, and right. he just really knows how to do it. What's funny is, is
0: both of these films. We just, if you're listening to this, we just recorded our episode of *Cry for *Parasite*. Yep. Both of these films have scary white eyes in them. They do. Wow, they do. Nice little lesson. Nice yeah, little. That's a nice bridge tie, between those two. Tie in
1: together um what did you think of the the before we get to ever because we got to talk about her what did you think of the kind of continuation of danny's story oh the, yeah from the shining this is the movie about like, danny <laughs> did you like where it <laughs> went uh mm-hmm. yeah
0: well it's funny What's was what, one you mcgregor is like always amazing yeah. at everything yep. like he's he's the he beast very well. um I really liked it, and I even I really even liked the ending. How it ended. Mm-hmm. Alex actually read me the uh, book ending, the book ending, and I was like, oh, I kind of wish they would have won the book ending. Yeah, book more. ending's better. The Book ending's mm-hmm. a little bit better, but it's like it's 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 a ballsy move. Like where did like because like Danny is, I mean, he's just a kid in the shining. Like he sees some scary shit, but like overall, like mm-hmm. he's he's the probably like the
1: least interesting. Well, he, well, agreed. He is the one with the shine. So like. It, what he has is 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 powering the whole Overlook Hotel into like super malignancy, right? So like he's interesting for what he's carrying, but you do His character is compared to he has no character arc. He's too young. Yeah.
0: So now with this film, they're like, "Well, War's gonna make you McGregor, and you're gonna love it." <laughs> Problems. Problem I
1: like. I love that he can convince me that preposterous things can happen, like. Like I bumped on the messaging through the chalkboard thing for a minute, even though it led to the great red rum call out and all that stuff but but he just sold it. I totally believe there was a guy up there just talking to someone through chalkboard writing, and that shouldn't work either. but I think that's one of the things about this movie for me is there's just so much in here that should not have worked that does right that 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 is the most impressive thing to me about it
0: well it was it was fun like watching him because like he 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 knew about the shining but then like he locked up the ghost and like really didn't like hear from from mm-hmm. well he, he after he met his friend he, he i think it was like eight years or something like that mm-hmm. since he had seen anything like that well and
1: and it, that was one of the things that i actually if i'm understanding the messaging right i don't like but that's it's a personal thing with me and it's you know I'm i'm sure that i'm misreading it but like Here's the thing. The movie states, and I'm sure the book does too, the true not people are are looking for people who have this steam. And they're actually, I think one of the most interesting concepts of the whole movie is that they're finding less and less of it in the world. Right, right? yeah. They're talking about how everyone's got less steam, which is sort of like Stephen King's like, <laughs> it was better in my day. Right, <laughs> Like, yeah. whatever. But, but also probably accurate, right? So like, Um, but the weird thing is they were hunting for what they called a whale, which was whoever had the most shining, the most steam that they Mm -hmm. could get. Right. And that would have been Danny, but they never detected him and they never detected him because he was drinking. His drinking suppressed his shine. So he was undercover and they never detected him. They spotted Abra. What is she? Eight, ten? I don't even know how old she is, but like. She was
0: 60 or like six when you first see her, like really young and then. Or five or something like that, then 15 I mean, 16, she, later on. Right,
1: right. So she's still pretty young and they've smelled her out. She hasn't even gotten to double, like, she hasn't even gotten to 20s and they smelled her out. And Danny's ancient and they don't know he exists. And the reason why those two things are happening is he's suppressed his shine with the drinking, right? He wouldn't be around to save Abra. Mm-hmm. If they had spotted him and taken him out, if they could have, I don't know what would have happened if they tried right. to take him out without Aber earlier. Right. But, but given how weak he seemed when we first meet him, I feel like he would have been pretty easy pickings for the true Knot, you know, crew. So I'll ask you that question in a second. But my point is his drinking saved him and i don't like that messaging <laughs> right because i feel like that's weird well, i'm thinking sure, about it from
0: king's perspective you know well, well
1: yeah and that's the thing is i don't want to go there cuz that's such a serious topic for people but i'm just saying the way i read it was i must be missing something but that'll that'll be for people who know better than me to figure out but here's the thing that that i know is that it was all well acted right mm-hmm. and then my the curiosity is so abra clearly has more powers than Danny. And Danny clearly has more powers than whoever in his family he got it from, right? right. So, like, it's clearly amplifying through generations in a certain way. Like, we, if, every... I'm assuming if there's a sequel to Doctor's Sleep 40 years from now, whoever we meet will have even more powers than ever. They said there was a, right? a, another one of the works, but then it underperformed. I think it was going to be... Yeah, we're never going to see another one of these because of how it did, which is a shame, but...
0: I think I wait to... See you.
1: Yeah, probably not. <laughs> uh, but I'm optimistic. I mean, this is a, this was a financial disaster. But, but no, it wasn't a
0: disaster. But it was underperformed. But I, I think we'll get more. I mean, you clear. would hope.
1: But the point is that what the the question I want to ask you is if if Rose the Hat and the True Knot group had come at just Danny, yeah, earlier in his life, like let's say he hadn't drunk and he had had been like Abra, right? Yeah, could they have taken him him out by himself, or would he have had a chance of fighting them back? Fighting back. Probably not. That's what I'm thinking. So he yeah. was saved by drinking. That's that was the unfortunate part. But Abra has is clearly a next step, next level. Like the what she did with the spoons was ridiculous, and then she has these powers. But I the way that that, that the way that um, that was acted was just magnificent. I, I I can't imagine a better depiction of that character. She was a genius. Yeah at nailing that character and that character's confidence and like open mindedness when she just got on the bus and took off to visit Mm -hmm. him. It was one of the most heroic things in the movie, but you don't even notice it because there's no powers involved. It's just a decision. A little girl is making, right? But it was so cool that she did it,
0: (laughs) right? Yeah. She was, she was, she was taking charge. She was,
1: she was great. And then she tricked Rose the hat first. She scared her. The shopping scene was cool. When Rose oh, yeah. the Hat was shopping and got blown blasted by her, and then the trap she laid for her was badass, and then she Luke Skywalker's her, into, her friends into the into the trap where she's sitting cross legged on the park bench, but she's not there, and and then all her friends, all Rose the Hat friends get well, friends, all of the true not gets gunned down basically. So uh, except for her daddy, so like her powers are crazy. They're through, They're th- yeah. She was pretty. I, it'd be so cool
0: if you just saw at the end some like some fire starter. <laughs> just I just kept waiting for it the whole movie. I'm like, where's the fire starter? Are we gonna get some fire in here. No, and, and was... the only
1: thing I don't want to sleep about the one thing that Danny did that was super impressive because most of it was just like veteran wild, like I've lived with this for a long time, right. so I know what to do. Like setting the trap was good. The boxes with the overlook, like, was just a wisdom thing, you know, a trick mm-hmm. that he had learned from from Scatman. But um. He did have that one amazing moment where he intervened wherever when Abra was drugged. Yeah, and he sort of possessed her. And then that was that was probably the maximum of his powers. Like the fact that he could pull that off and rescue her from afar just by projecting his mind. That was was pretty badass.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that was a great scene. And and even the way she was acting like danny like 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 the fact that she was acting as you mcgregor's part yep. as the little girl who was projecting her for break cuz yep. he says something like cuz he's drugged up and he's like i haven't felt like this in years yep. Yep. and then the 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 way they shot the Shining, like the actual powers yeah. in the movie yep like they did all of them so well, like because like the shining, like when you see the Kubrick film, like you you still don't really kind of know what it is. No, like it you could don't be know. Of things. It. That's true. But in this film, they show you what all it could be and how they've used it and how they you know they've right. maximized their shine. Yep and it like it all made sense like they didn't do there wasn't one thing that happened in the film where I was like well that doesn't make sense it happened right. i went well that's the shining for you that's that's how <laughs> that's how it works that should have been the marketing campaign. that's how the that's shining, the shining that's the for shining. you that's how it works <laughs>
1: that's how, that's pretty amazing i um I, and let's just i i can't believe we've gone this long without so one of the best characters in all of horror is not human it's the overlook hotel the overlook yeah. hotel is a character and to see it in its run-down, abandoned, like, version, it was was almost moving. <laughs> Is that weird? And, like, really crazy amazing visually. It was, but what did you think of that whole sequence? It was so weird. Because, like...
0: They they drove up there then like that then the music kicks in
1: yep and you're like
0: oh dude like that that part made the movie feel like huge yep. like it was like yes we're finishing we're we're adding on to this huge you know this is
1: gonna become the Lawrence of Arabia of horror now yeah everything yeah. just widened out and got like epic the
0: music yeah because and I don't know that that soundtrack just like kind of hit you like it hit you Third in the way. chest Third but way. I I loved going back to the Overlook some people it was weird some people were saying like they. They should have spent more time there in the Overlook. Sure. I kind of liked it as like a, just a little. I liked it as is. I, I felt
1: like they might have even spent a little too long with the Ewan McGregor touring it. Yeah, I but, like... I mean, as amazing as the visuals were, we were clearly getting fan serviced, and you know that's fine. But I don't want it to go on and on so long where I'm thinking. Well, I mean,
0: about like it. you know, people are, <laughs> imagine studios giving you. Big ass budget, and they're like, <laughs> well, and it's
1: also just true love. I'm, I, I'm sure that Mike Flanagan, like The Shining, really affected his life, and I feel like, yeah, as it has with a lot of horror fans, and I feel like just because it's one of the most legendarily, f- actually frightening movies of all time, and the Overlook is the place where that goes down. Like, you know, I, I get that he wanted to dwell there. I just felt like it was just right if it was Goldilocks. I thought the same
0: thing. It was, me. it was just right. Uh, what do you think of the all
1: the? Old ghosts coming out. So here's the thing. I don't like the ending of this movie. I like the ending of the book better. That's one. But I also don't like, I get passing the torch and now he's the spirit guy to Abra. And I get like, just right. like, Just like Halloran was for him. And I get like, all that is whatever. And I get that that goes along with a really important theme that Flanning is hitting there, which is that there is something else. I mean, Abra breaks her own rule about revealing or shining to her parents. And straight up tells her mom, like, you know, there's there's something after this. Yeah. Like, I know there's something after this. Right. So, so, you know, I, I do like that.
0: That part I loved.
1: Like, I, there was I a I like that that was part of go ahead. The,
0: the, just because I agree. I like the, the Alex mm-hmm. wrote me in the book ending. I was like, that's. I like that more just yes. because I didn't want
1: uh, Danny to.
0: <laughs> right. Of course.
1: But the. Well, the and I like that it ended with a relationship with his father because his relationship with his father is garbage at the end, right. at the end of the movie.
0: Right. Uh but I liked the part when uh he was she was seeing him uh and he he was basically saying like you I was wrong. He was like don't hide your shine. Like that whole part I was like, "Oh." Yeah. That part was like really great.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I liked that part. It's just the thing is there's there's two things about and I I tried so hard not to compare this to The Shining because I just feel like that's not fair to any movie, right? So like, um, but it was weird because I don't like the last shot. I don't like the bathroom, the ghost coming back in Room Two Thirty Seven, it in her own bathroom. I thought it was stupid the first time we saw it with you and McGregor, and I didn't like it ending with that. I liked it the first time with you and McGregor. And the problem is that it's, you know, the last shot of The Shining is so perfect that. I mean to go out on a bad shot, you know, bothered me a little. So I just didn't like the last shot, the choice of the last shot we we're leaving on. But thematically, I get why he was why he was there. I just didn't like it. But the other thing is, I don't like the box trick, and that's just for reasons. It's just me. Like I, I get visually, it was cool, right? Like keeping the ghost in the box. I like when he released him on the stairs and they ate Rose the Hat and all that was cool. It was executed well. I just don't like. The idea of, I feel like it diminishes the Overlook ghosts. One of the things that's great about The Shining is how unreadable it is. No matter what interpretation you pick, there's some opposite argument to it. And by definitively giving Danny the power to turn the Overlook on and off at will, which he basically has with the box trick. I mean, it was just sitting there with no ghosts. He had them all trapped in boxes. The whole time he was alive. Like he releases them at the end. That means the overlook was literally just an abandoned hotel with nothing happening there the entire time until he let him back out of the boxes. Right? No, I ain't got a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't like I think it gives Danny too much power. The balance the power balance shifts too no, much. No, I me.
0: I I see what I see what you're saying. But I I, I only disagree because Danny's has so much time to work with it. So he's basically had, he's basically had Hollerin as his coach for like,
1: yeah. And it's in the source material. yeah, totally. Yeah. So like, I, I didn't bump on, I, I just don't like, it. I don't like it as a decision because you'd I, rather the overlook be continuous. I, I would. Or... Well, yeah, I would rather okay. that the overlook be as scary as it was in the first one. Even if you can't show it in the movie, don't take it away from it. Right. Like is visually as scary, but the, they've, They've drawn a lot of the menace out of it if you can basically just mousetrap it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Right? So I just don't like that as a choice. But it's fine. I mean, he couldn't change it. It was an important thing in the book that Stephen King wrote, and you're not going to change that on Stephen King. Like, he changed some things, but that would have been really fun. I kind I,
0: of... So. I, I, I sort of liked it from because from, from Danny's point of view, those people have haunted him like his whole life. And then by releasing them, and having them just take full control of everything—it's like it—it it, it loses their power they had over him, even though he fucking dies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it, it, it well, I guess he doesn't because there's something. Well, he to-
0: dies, but he's he, but he just moves on. Yeah, right? he like but Obi wants it.
1: He Obi wants it, but it's not like the, funny the, enough. And I don't want to dwell on this because it's not important. It's just the thing that I bumped on. is just for my own reasons. But I, yeah, the the one the thing that, that that exactly what you were saying there is part of what bothers me is that it's 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 i get that it's part of danny's arc he needs it he needs those boxes to work or something like it because what's cool about it is when he unleashes it he's using his own demons for good yeah which is what i'm sure is like stephen king's main message here Mm -hmm. is not just to beat your demons but to take what's what what you struggle with inside and, and use it to help other people who struggle with the same thing. So, I mean, thematically, it's perfect. I just no. don't like it. <laughs> it's <just> a, yeah, <laughs> I, I, like, I, I want, I I want just my Danny alive. I just don't like it. No, I, I just want the Overlook to be the Overlook, not like something that's, that Danny could just kick the power cord out of. Right. And, it's, and it, like, oh. it makes it It makes it less... Uh, and, and again, I could be misreading it, but it doesn't take away any from the visual menace of it. The tour of there was great. Yeah, just and the way all the the way all the rooms were like perfectly aged, the way that they would be, and the whole boiler sequence, all that stuff was really cool, right? Like, yeah, I think I think so. Here's the thing: we've done this on our Facebook page many many times, where we've done. I'll do it right now for you, right off the top of your head, Nate. Give me uh, two great horror vehicles.
0: Uh, the one in Evil Dead. Okay. The old what are they call the old fashioned or what yep. is like that? The old fashioned. Uh, and then um, fucking uh, death proof.
1: Death proof, perfect. Or Christine. Yeah. Or the car seventy seven or the Jeepers Creepers truck. I mean, horror vehicles are a, are a legendary thing, but none of them, none of them can match the feet of this movie's regular Toyota Celica making it up the hill to Overlook. What the hell? That car would never. They brought a tank. Up to that hotel in the shining. And they just show up in my car. Like Listen, it was like
0: what No no the no. Heck? You were, <laughs> you, you weren't was driving that? it with that
1: car is the MVP. You
0: it helps when you have superpowers. <laughs> 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 that's the only that's the only excuse as to why that car made it up. I'm that joking hell. because
1: it's it's uh, the object the object nature of the overlook, not the ghosts that live in it, but just the rooms, the architecture, the look that was as great as ever. Like he, he executed that perfectly, so I was happy with that. I think it was I
0: just I just love the movie yeah, so it's, much. It's, like
1: it's an a crazy it, it's an amazing movie and it's I it's one of those movies that you just know automatically. I knew a third of the way into it that I was gonna see this maybe three or four more times in my life and love them each time and probably catch new and different things every time well, dude, I every time I see it. This movie horror movie
0: had the most heart, like it had, mm-hmm. like it had really, really sweet moments. Like I think my actually my, probably my favorite part of the movie uh, is when he's working with that with the cat, mm-hmm. the cat who know sits on people's laps when they're mm-hmm. about to die. I mm-hmm. loved the dialogue. The hospice scene was a dude. Scenes were amazing. I I loved those scenes because it was so sweet, and and I loved like when when people who were good were die, when they died. Like the, like a little bit of that steam just kind of came off, and and I and I also loved um, how he was comforting them too. Yep, he was like, "I'm imagining the blueberries my mom used to grow." Yep, I can hear my wife's voice. Like it was like all this like really sweet stuff, and then I loved it compared to when uh, the top knots was that their name the top knots the true, knot. true yep. knots true yep. knots what's the top knots that's yeah. a that's a no that's thing. no that's I, that's a gang and the warriors <laughs> I think it's a gang somewhere fair enough uh i think the true not can take them. i think you're right <laughs> but when they died i love just how much pain and agony they were in because they yep. just weren't good people yep. so like watching the people who lived decent lives that's a great yep. they went off so easily these motherfuckers when they died it was like painful they were yep. screaming they were yep. you know
1: all, and they were terrified of, of of death and that you know ultimately that's kind of also what the movie's about which is which is death is a transition and yeah and fighting it is what is especially at the expense of others right is is, is what is the true evil right and you really got the sense in the hospice scenes that that's what it would be like if Stephen King himself was there comforting you I feel like that's how he would do it. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the way you and McGregor comforted people was how Stephen King would do it, but without psychic powers. Like, he, he would just be really, like, down to earth, but incredibly honest at the same time. Yeah. So he'd be, like, wise, but not, like, big, like, overthought, you know, metaphors or whatever. He would just say, he would try to figure out what the most meaningful thing in your own life and make it about you, not him. Right, like yeah. and that's what you and McGregor was doing, and I thought that was amazing and that's... and kind of an insight to why Stephen King has such been such an amazing storyteller over so many years because I think he's just gifted with an incredible sense of empathy, right.
0: Mm-hmm. well, the other thing that I wanted to touch on before mm-hmm. I forgot was how much I loved the shootout scene
1: mm-hmm.
0: because a lot of people were saying, like how do these people with superpowers like how do they just not?"
1: Yeah, I bumped up a little too when I was watching it, but it didn't. I didn't stay well, well,
0: the 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 reason, and well, this is what a lot of people were talking about that they liked was they never fought anyone with a gun or a child. Yeah, right. No, for sure. All they did was kill children.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And so when a child killer goes up with a motherfucker, with yeah, a yeah, Wolfpack a plan, isn't
1: expecting like the wildebeest to pull out a shotgun. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Like yeah, they're not for, expecting that. For Sure, they're not. They're not ready for that. I got that. That's why I got over it so quickly. It was just. It felt a little... So here's the thing. And and I, I don't know. Again, this, I, I'm probably overthinking it, right? This is what I do. But I thought when the stakes automatically get higher when there's a kid involved, right? Mm-hmm. That's part of why Rosemary's Baby is so sinister. That's part of why Poltergeist works, right? So like, because Abra was involved, whatever plan they were doing had to include the fact that the safety of someone really young and and innocent was in, at stake. And their plan, as far as I could tell, was to take two fucking guns to the middle of nowhere and then shoot the hell out of a whole bunch of people who brought guns too. And that just feels like a real crap dice roll <laughs> of a plan, <laughs> right? I would have brought more backup or like... A teamed it with Listen, some like explosions he is, he is or lucky. He is lucky but, his partner even joined, dude. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it felt really haphazard as a plan. Yeah, it was, but it but was and a... that's the only thing I bumped on was just like you walked that's into a, a gunfight. Yeah. You walked into a gunfight against odds. But he does have the shine, so yeah. maybe he just kind of knew how it was going to go down. Like seems, you know, he seemed like he was getting the dust off. His and shine. like I said, I only stuck on it for a second. It was a, I did like how the scene was executed. Like I said, I loved that he lost his friend there and how that went because I thought that was like a horror movie not pulling its punches because that character doesn't die in the book right so oh he doesn't I don't think so Um, so that you know it's not it just was it was kind of cool how all that went down and it was great watching the anguish of Rose watching her friends die and not be able to do anything about it because that felt like really Lost Boys to me (laughs) Yeah, you know, not that their her connection to them was really genuine. She was just feeling thwarted and losing her pack. They're basically a wolf pack, right? It's not that it was sentimental because I don't believe she it was, was like sentiment- a sentimental about truth. it. But it, yeah, yes, exactly right. And it was cool because it just gave it another layer. Yeah, I think it's an incredible film. I think it's going to grow with time, um, definitely. And I th- and I think that if you can get over the constant shining comparisons and just let it be its own interesting thing because let's be honest after four decades pass like these you can't put these two things together after four decades you, i mean it's just go hard. ahead and try pull out something you wore four decades ago and put it on now that's can't. not gonna work <laughs> exactly so like you know what i mean like though you it's i don't think they should be mashed together as much as people are trying to do it you know so but i think if you let it be its own thing and you understand that it's as much a dark fantasy as it is horror, then you're in for an amazing ride. I
0: I think it's probably one of the best ones of the year. Agreed. I I'm definitely gonna record. Time re-watch to re record
1: our decade episode. Yeah, we gotta <laughs> we gotta put that one in there. All right.
0: Well let us know what you all thought yes. of Doctor Sleep in the form of a five star review. I don't care yeah uh, you know just fucking do it <laughs> just put a five, that was subtle just put the five <laughs> god damn it i started watching Watchmen, dude i'm just i'm over it. i gotta i gotta roll f you attitude
1: He's
0: straight straight at him straight at i like it. let us know what you think join the facebook group join the instagram we got a lot of cool horror stuff going on there until next time stay scary watch a bunch of horror movies bye bye
1: guys